This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Otago Access Radio, in partnership with Otago Polytech, brings you Blowing Bubbles. Blowing Bubbles brings you positive conversations with people in their bubbles around the world. How are people living their bubble lives? Working from home, keeping kids entertained, and staying connected and getting exercise. And how are these things presenting us with the opportunities to find new ways of living? Every weekday, the Sustainable Lens team of Samuel Mann, Shan Gallagher and Mara Karatai reach out from their bubbles to chat with interesting and positive people around the world. Broadcast on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz and sustainablelens.org. Bringing connection, joy, kindness and peace in the days ahead. Welcome to Blowing Bubbles, positive conversation with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world. I'm Samuel Mann in Sawyers Bay in Dunedin, and I'm joined by Mawera Karatai in Fakatani. Kia ora, Mawera. Kia ora, Sam. How's Fakatani today? It's great. It's a beautiful, just sunshiny day. It's still really warm here, and um, <clears throat> it's good that my kids are out biking that's a good good way for them to spend do the exercise. They're out biking every day. Are you going with them sometimes? Um, I wish I was, but I tend to be chained to my desk at the moment. I feel really inspired to write. Well, that's a good thing. <laughs> and we are joined. <laughs> we are joined from Pocklington by Ruth and Dean Hodgson, one of whom is my cousin. Welcome. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are things in Pocklington? Sunny, which is great for Yorkshire. <laughs> so here we're calling the the self isolation the bubble, which is why the show's called Blowing Bubbles. So yeah. who have you got in your bubble? How's your bubble working? Our bubble is me and Ruth and the three cats. Spock, McCoy and Kira. And so how, how's it going in your bubble? Okay, apart from I've not done any of the jobs that I hoped that I would have done over the last four weeks. Are you working? What's what's going on there? Um, I'm, I'm not working. Um, hairdressers are totally closed down, so this is my fourth week of not working. There was talk in some places uh, about hairdressers being essential, wasn't there? Yeah, it's not over here, so... Which is a shame. No. According to all of my Facebook friends, hairdressers are the most essential person in the known world right <laughs> now. Yeah. I'm getting a lot of those messages as well. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to have huge queues when you reopen? Um, hopefully, yeah. And Judina, you're getting out? Um, well, I'll drive a taxi and I'm allowed to work. It's just that no one's ringing for them because of the lockdown but we're both going out volunteering so we're doing delivery for the local the local um, food bank the people's pantry is being run through an east riding of yorkshire council hub in conjunction with a charity called hey smile uk which are a mental health charity um so they're being run from there and we're also volunteers with the pocklington covid19 community support group so through volunteering with them, we're, drive, we're delivering all the parcels around Pocklington and they have an East Riding driver that comes out and covers all the villages. 
it was set up on Facebook a week or two before it all kicked off over here with the lockdown and everything. Um, we have a Pocklington community group on Facebook and three of the admins off that and a friend of ours, Ruth Jackson, set it up so they were the leads on it and asked me to join in as being Mayor of Pocklington uh, to liaise with Town Council and everything as well. I'm going to come back to talking about the Pocklington Council and being count Mayor and Councillor, Councillor Ruth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but first, let's have some music. Let's have which one should we have first? Let's have Elbow. One day like this. Yeah, that's right. Drinking in the morning sun.
bubble sprite of the forest of Orokunui, Dunedin's favourite goddess, Tahu Mackenzie. Kia ora koutou, nā mihi aroha nui kia koutou ko tahu hau. I hope you're all having the most amazing day in your beautiful beloved bubbles and I'm so excited to have this time with you. I'm very grateful for the great privilege to have this time with you and indeed to be physically manifested at the same time as you all and be able to communicate with each other. I feel so lucky and so grateful. So in this very exciting time that we find ourselves in, in this time of great freedom and great exploration, I'm really looking forward to delving into one of our most helpful and most beautiful creations that we as a species of animal infinitely connected to all life throughout time and space forever have created. And that of course is our perception and our notion of time I'm really excited to explore time with you right here, right now. And for me, this time that we find ourselves in is a real opportunity for us all to really explore and really unravel a lot of the long-held and well-loved concepts that we have created as a species of animal to understand our beautiful world. And of course, with time, time is a great unifier time is one of the foundations of consensus reality as we all know and love it and we've mapped the entire globe we've mapped our entire history of our universe we've mapped every aspect of our lives almost that we can understand using this great tool of time and something that we know if we want to get super duper scientific about it is that all the atoms and molecules that make up our beautiful bodies have existed since we began, since time began as we know it, since the universe erupted into being as we know it. And these atoms and these molecules and these particles are just recycled over and over and over through different forms. So we know that we are eternal and we know that we are beyond time in our essence. And so the very tool that unifies us in our conceptualization of it the notion of time also unifies us when we step beyond it and we go beyond time into the eternal and I love this I just think this is so amazing and I think as a species of animal being able to move between being really grounded and really enjoying structure and schedule and priorities and organization and consensus reality Loving that and making that work for us is so important. But also being able to step back from it, remove the entangling tentacles that enmesh us with it in terms of identifying with it and building our sense of self from it. Taking a step back and really enjoying just diving into that knowledge of our eternal beings and knowing that we are beyond time and those constructions of time are just so helpful to us but we don't need to be emotionally enmeshed and dragged down by them so something of course that I've been really loving doing in this time is really loving the freedom that this time is giving me in terms of making use of my day and my night and my time and my 
hours and seconds and milliseconds to really put together a schedule that works really well for me in terms of my working, my work at Orokonoi Eco Sanctuary, in terms of my time with my beautiful, beautiful beloved kittens and beautiful, beautiful beloved Hey Hey, the beautiful hens, my beautiful partner Harvey, and my time for myself and making a space within the War Mansion where I have that time for myself and I really take a bit of a step back from that consensus reality and those conceptualizations of time and I go within to the eternal realm beyond time. And as we all know, we can access this realm of the eternal at any time that we choose. And many of us will have experienced it throughout our lives in different ways. When we're really creatively engaged, when we're really creatively fulfilled, when we're really in love, when we're really present with what's happening right here around us, when we're giving our full attention and our full being to what we're engaged with right here, right now, what we're doing, when we're using our living toolkit, our five senses, what can we see around us right now? What can we hear around us right now? What can we smell? What can we taste? What can we feel? You know, full engagement. That really helps us to move beyond time when we're really enjoying what we're doing for the joy of it, for the pleasure of it, for the spaciousness, for the freedom in it, rather than as a means to an end or rather than because we have to move on to the next thing and we feel the pressure of time. So... I would just really encourage you to play and enjoy this sense of freedom in terms of your schedule with consensus reality. And I really hope that in this time you have the opportunity to engage with that real world where our inspiration for the creation of time came from and see that beautiful infinite cycle that surrounds us. New life emerging from the earth, budding, blossoming, fruiting, wilting, decaying, dying, returning to the earth to be born again. We see this beautiful cycle around us every single day. And I hope that in this time you can really enjoy feeling part of that cycle and finding freedom and spaciousness in how you use your time, the wonderful tool that it is. So thank you all for being born. Thank you all for being amazing. And I look forward to speaking to you next time. Kakite. So the Pocklington, is it the, called the Pocklington Town Council? What's it What's it called? Yeah, Pocklington Town Council. Pocklington Town Council. And what sort of area is that? Pocklington. Um, <laughs> we have about eight, eight and a half thousand residents. Yeah. So... So let's assume that Mawira doesn't know where Pocklington is, because she doesn't, although I <laughs> suspect she's just looked it up. <laughs> tell tell, tell, tell Mawira where, where, where it is. is. <laughs> do you know where York is, Mawira? Do I do know where York is. 15 miles out of York, driving towards Hull. About, it's between eight and 9,000. <laughs> and as a rural service town, what does it, nice. what does it do? That's a perfect size. That's about market the same town. size that I... Where a, rural market town. So what does the council, what does the local council do? <laughs> well, uh, at, we're actually in charge of cemetery, two or three parks, 
What else, Ruth? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. You should know this. Yeah, it's it's quite hard to describe. Obviously, the the day to day running um, things of Pocklington are things like the cemetery, the park, the bins, the benches. Um, we have we own like our own sort of quite big field that's got a skate park and everything on. Um, obviously, uh, the the budget for the town council comes from the council tax that we pay in England, so we get a percentage of that for our area. So we have to run all our own, our own building, our own staff. Um, unfortunately, the councillors aren't paid, it's all voluntary, um, but we pay out quite a lot in the town of Pocklington. I think our budget is around sort of 300,000 a year, which is quite a lot of money. Um, we also own our own art centre in Pocklington, um, which is owned by the council. Um, and that's a really great little place. We have cinema, live acts, music, comedians. It's brilliant. Did she pass? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need the mayor. <laughs> Called delegation. That's what we do. The community support group that you you're, yeah. you're working with. Is so supporting what the, the elderly people in the community? Every, yeah. Everything, yeah. Everybody. Yeah, so they're doing everything from um, telephone buddies for people that are on their own. Um, we're getting volunteers to help with dog walking for people in isolation that can't come out. Um, shopping for the elderly and vulnerable. Um, or we, we have a couple of friends that, for example, are going through cancer treatment so they can't actually leave the house. Um, so shopping, and then obviously they've combined with the local food bank, so food parcels and stuff for people that don't have any money. Which, which there is more of because of lockdown. There's people who are self-employed with no income as well now. Yeah, are you getting? Or is there available financial support? How are they managing that there? Um, the government are releasing. So They've released some information for the self-employed, but we don't get to apply to it till the 1st of June. Um, and I think the HMRC are actually getting in touch with us to let us know if we can. Um, so they're just telling everybody to apply for universal credit at the moment. 1st of June's quite a long way away. Mm. Yeah, that's what I thought yeah. when they announced it. <laughs> yeah. And we'll probably be back working by then, hopefully. Yeah, but in the I, I can see where they're coming from. I mean, they've had to set this up. They've never had to set anything like this up before for everything. Plus, then they're having to set up these extra, all this extra stuff for like the self-employed and that, which has never had to be done before. So I guess legally, it's a complete nightmare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they've already sorted everything out for employed people. So people that are employed can actually get. 80% of their wage from the government and then the businesses can choose to pay the extra 20% um, so employed people are brilliant it's just obviously it's a lot harder for self-employed I'm going to put white snake there
So here I go again on my own, born to walk alone. It's like that they knew about this COVID thing. Are you getting out and getting some exercise? Yeah, we'll go for a walk around the Pocklands. It doesn't take long, but we'll... <laughs> <laughs> what are you ooing out of? Spock. <laughs> I should say that you're in the same house, but you're on you're in different rooms at the moment, not because of social yeah. isolation, but because of sound isolation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How's your mum, Ruth? Yeah, mum's doing really well. She's getting a bit bored because she lives on her own. Um, but I think she's doing a garden, doing a bit of reading and watching some DVDs we've given her. Are you getting to go around and see her? Um, we drove past her last week and dropped her some flowers off. So sort of stood two metres away from the door. A drive-by flowering? Yeah. <laughs> And Dean, your family's in... My mum and dad are in Pocklington, and my me, me sister and I have a brother in Pocklington as well, and they're all OK. Um, my mother's going a bit loopy being in the house all the time because she can't go to a precious shops. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, they're doing all right. My dad's nipping out at shop even though he shouldn't be. So you've managed to get everybody into Pocklington just so that you can just vote they, just so that they can vote for you. <laughs> no, not no, 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 no. <laughs> Ruth, tell us why you like Stormzy. Um, I don't know. I just do. I'm still a bit of a fan of my uh, dance and drum and bass music and stuff like that. But I really like this song by Stormzy. I think it's a good one. Blinded by your grace. Save me, Lord, I've been broken, although I'm not worthy. You fix me, I'm blinded by your grace. You came and saved me, Lord, I've been broken, although I'm not 
so afraid till you came and said you came and said me and the rain was pouring cuz the sun faded away now i'm in a better place no longer afraid blinded by your grace you came and said me So Stormzy there was talking about a better place. Do you think that this um this this time of slowing down is a bit of a better place? Absolutely. Uh, I think it's making a lot of people realise what's important. I think as well the um the impact on the environment's been incredible just in a couple of weeks. What are you seeing? Um, well, definitely over here we've got a lot more animals out. Um, I mean, you can places down south with more foxes roaming, animals roaming, badgers and hedgehogs around. Um, you know, they're saying over already, like your area, you know, the ozone layer is better just without the pollution for all the airplanes and stuff like that. So it's making a big difference. So other than people not wanting to, to get out and take taxi rides, the people there are staying home? Yeah, on the yeah. whole, yeah. yeah. Um, there was the first weekend of lockdown was gloriously sunny and hot weather, so there was thousands who flocked to the coasts and the national parks and that, so that helped them decide to lock down altogether. But no, everybody's... On the majority, that there is the odd few that have been caught and told off and fined. But around here, everyone seems to be adhering to the rules rather very well. Liesel Mitchell is a downtown dweller, urban explorer and conversationalist, observing city life in lockdown. Hi there everyone, uh, Liesl here, coming at you in bubble land uh, from the Zooloftia situation. Hope you're all doing okay and uh, yeah, finding your groove as we are settling into all sorts of different changes in our lives at the moment. Um, so today I was really, I've just, I've just made my lunch actually, I'm, I'm usually a bit of a late one for lunch so yeah, lunch is getting later and later in the afternoon and I um, was just thinking 
yeah your food kind of habits when you don't have necessarily a structure like like your normal routine uh, yeah they can kind of evolve can't they I don't know about you but mine are definitely evolving um, one of the things that I was talking to my sister about I think recently was just about eating when you're hungry rather than sort of eating at set times which is a novel idea is it not like listening to your body and going huh when do I want to eat um, <laughs> makes a lot of sense but I think you know we do get kind of conditioned into our got to have your breakfast at a certain hour and then your lunch at a certain hour and then your dinner and what that looks like and at some um, level this kind of situation where we're out of our normal routine gives us a chance to uh, maybe try out some different ways of you know how we eat what we eat and um, when we eat which is interesting I guess there's going to be extremes on this front you know from I'm bored, I'm at home, I've got nothing to do, or um, I don't really, I'm not having a great time. And sometimes that can lead to just kind of cooking up a storm or having all the cookies open in the in the pantry and um, bags of chips and everything that we like to snack on when we're feeling a little bit kind of, maybe a little bit um, low. That's one sort of end of the scale, I guess, just getting, getting snacky. Uh, the other end of the scale is kind of like that full-on, yeah, listen to your body, what what does it want, when does it want to eat, follow that. Yeah, and I mean, I think, you know, you probably, most of us range a little bit somewhere between those two things. I know that, you know, in the evenings I want to get snacky. I tend to feel the cravings for chips at about 5.30 every night. Um, but <laughs> whether, I, whether I end up having chips or not is kind of, yeah, it's my decision, I guess. Sometimes I do sometimes I do not but I also think it's kind of what you end up making too for dinner and things like that I'm getting a bit kind of ah what do I make for dinner tonight um, it's just me uh, do I really want to go to the trouble of actually cooking and yeah it's kind of I'm guessing for some people especially those with families or you know a big bubble crew it's maybe not as difficult to um, feel the motivation to cook because you've got a you've got a crew that you've got to be supplying for, and um, maybe you're mixing it up. Maybe people are taking turns cooking. Maybe you can um, enjoy spreading the kind of like love around there. And sometimes that's really cool too, especially if you've got kids and getting them involved in it. And you know you've got the time to maybe supervise that a little bit, or they're old enough to let them start creating in the kitchen, which is a great skill to have. Um, but those people who maybe don't have other people in their bubbles, it is hard to stay motivated to cook. And look, I know even if I was in a bubble with other people, I'd still be struggling to stay <laughs> motivated to cook. It's not my strong point. But um, I'm trying to stay well away from the two-minute noodles, which is my backup plan if everything goes horribly wrong. But it really should not ever be my go-to plan. Um, I actually just ordered a huge... Um, huge little a huge little a huge box of vegetables um, that got delivered in the weekend and that was actually awesome just getting this huge box of fresh veggies but now I'm like oh gosh the the pressure I need to cook delicious food with all these fresh veggies before they go off and use them and um, have some really good healthy cooking going on so yeah I'm trying to stay motivated to keep healthy to listen to my body and to try and um, look after myself and I guess that's what we're trying to do too isn't it it's um, a time when looking after your body is really important staying healthy staying well 
So uh, those are my thoughts for today, folks. Hope that you are hanging in there and just, you know, go with the flow one day at a time. Take care of yourselves out there. Till next time. Are you seeing any changes other than the just general slowing down that you hope might might stick? I'm thinking about things like that community support group. Sounds like a a thing that would be a good thing to have. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely sort of showing the amount of people in the community that are willing to help. Um, Yeah, and hopefully, you know, once all this ends, it just gives people a bit more of a sense of community and helping your neighbour. Yeah. Mulwira, are you seeing things that you think might stick? Yeah, exactly that. The sense of community that's coming back. And um, it was, I remember in, in our first conversations when we started this, um, that, that was the thing I hoped for, and that's exactly what's happening. And I love that. We're really fortunate here in New Zealand. We're, we're a government that's inspiring a return to community. And, um, and I see that, and I hope that it's something that we never lose again. Yeah. Are you getting that messaging in the in the UK? Are you getting that sort of that why are we doing this? This be kind to each other. It's about community. How are they justifying the shutdown? Um there's a big thing for the it's brought out a lot of the save the NHS. Um, everybody's going out at 8 p.m. every Thursday and clapping for the NHS, and that's bloomed into clapping for everybody that's out there lorry yeah. drivers, key workers, carers, emergency services. Um, I'm guessing you've had it on the news over there. We had a 99 year old war veteran, Captain Tom Miller, did 100 laps of his garden. He's raised over 20 million now. Wow. Wow. He's also supposed to be recording a song with Michael Ball. (laughs) You'll never walk alone. So you better get out and start doing laps of your garden. It's not big enough. That's why we do laps of the town. (laughs) Bon Jovi. Keep the faith. Whose is this? Keep the faith. Dean. That's mine. Mm-hmm. Why'd you pick this one, Dean? It's a phenomenal track. It makes people feel good, and it? it's a very good title at this time.
Are you shopping locally, or are you having? Are you going out to supermarkets? Um, no, we're shopping locally. Um, we're really lucky. We've got two sort of medium-sized supermarkets in Pock, and um, local greengrocers, which is so. Yeah, we're really, really set up for that. Really. So those those shops will be doing okay. Yeah, the greengrocers are doing exceptionally well. They've been taking orders and delivering out boxes of veg since day one. Um, they're also, when East Riding and Hey Smile UK came through and set the hub up and liaised with the Pocklins and Covid group, uh, we, we explained to them that as much as possible we want to support local businesses. So they're using Browns the Green Grocers for all the vegetables, they're using the Mile Farm shop for eggs and milk and anything else to cut. If, if they're short of certain vegetables at Browns, they'll get them from there. We have a local hardware shop. If anybody wants anything specific, they'll come in and open the shop and get it for them and deliver it for free. It's so good. Local ice cream parlours had two lots of ordering and delivering, and I think they've delivered like 400 batches of ice cream in it. <laughs> One lot of ordering because it's obviously it's essential. Yeah. <laughs> Are people moving to it's things? Got to look after our mental health. <laughs> Absolutely. Are people moving to things online, but locally? Um, well, when when it when we first went into lockdown over here, um, we'd already had a lot of panic buying. For some reason, the toilet roll, which has seemed to have gone worldwide, it's a global phenomenon. We never knew we needed as much. But there you go. Um, there was a lot of panic buying. They basically stripped most of the shelves in our local Sainsbury's. Um, they were pushing people to get online orders. That there was such a big move towards that, people couldn't get up, get an online order. Um, they've calmed that down now. They started reserving online ordering for the elderly and the vulnerable to get them on it um, and they've eventually calmed down in the supermarkets now which is good but yeah there was a big push for online ordering by all the supermarkets 
Yeah, because yeah. me and Ruth actually went and did a cash and carry run for our for the Mile Farm shop. Um, because he was running low and stuff, and he was that busy del- out going out having to deliver food packages and orders to all the villages, he couldn't fit a trip into the wholesalers, so we went for him. Good on you. <laughs> and that's what it's about, isn't it? That's what oh, it's yeah. exactly what life is about. It's looking after one another and keeping well, things working. Yeah, we're all in it together. And it's yes, not just being everywhere, it's global. So some questions <clears throat> to end with, except that I've lost them. There they are. What's the biggest success you've had in the last couple of years? What, personally? Or yeah. In Pocklington? Getting voted onto the council. That was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Becoming mayor has been a a massive thing. I never expected I would ever be a mayor of a town, obviously, because that'd just be weird if you did. <laughs> and coming first in the elections. Yeah, I came second, so that was good. <laughs> um, yeah. So Dean's been on the council about three and a half years now so I decided to join last year <clears throat> because I really enjoyed being involved with what he was doing so that it's just really interesting and it's quite amusing turning up to all the different towns in the area as mayor and mayoress with brightly coloured hair covered in tattoos being middle-aged and not over 80 um, I, I do it quite on purpose now, now I have really bright hair and and you know we get a few looks but it's um it's really nice meeting different people and meeting some really interesting people mm. and great t-shirts yeah <laughs> well thank you <laughs> <laughs> so we're writing a book on our other show called sustainable lens the book's called tomorrow's heroes so it's a book of the collection of people that we've had on the show and it's people that are doing good work so you're in the mansion what's your superpower oh superpower the way i can relate to people and talk to them no matter of where they are on this social ladder i treat them all equally <clears throat> Um, um, I don't know. I'll probably say being a chameleon, <laughs> changing, but not changing. That sounds good. Do you consider yourselves to be activists? We'd like, well, yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. We could probably do more like anybody, but yeah. trying to change other people's attitudes at the same time. Did you yeah. get that? <laughs> we, we also have a really nice little group that started here last year called Greener Pocklington. Yeah. Um, which, I'm, which I'm quite involved with. So that, that's, that's quite good. Um, we have a few other people that are local that are very into 
heavily into recycling and using different products that are recyclable and things like that. The um, the greener pot group is more what we can physically do in the town. So what we've been doing over the last year is um, planting a lot of trees, which has been really good. Um, I'm lead of a litter picking group. So not particularly exciting, but you've got to start somewhere. And if things like that can make the town and the, the air better, then it all helps. Yeah. So what motivates you? What gets you out of bed in the morning? Feeding the cats at half past six every morning. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's when they want their breakfast. Plus it's a beautiful time of day. What challenge are you looking forward what to in the next couple of years? Seeing, well, depending on what the town's like when we come out of this lockdown, keeping the... Um, certainly keeping all the community spirit going that's one of the reasons i joined the town council it was one of my big things was the community spirit in pocklington especially because we've had a lot of developments over the last so keeping pocklington as vibrant as possible and all the businesses going that is one good thing that the art center does do for the down it, it brings a lot of people in from a long a long distance away <clears throat> So what do what do you think we can do as we come out of lockdown eventually? What can we do to to make sure that 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 community spirit sticks? Remind people how important it's been, and yeah. the relationship they've had with the neighbours and that. Yeah, and just keep putting it out there and mentioning it, and then it'll sink in eventually. Because there's going to be a period of everybody coming out and rushing around like crazy things. Yay! Oh, you know, a lot of them will go mad. They will. <laughs> They'll jump in the cars and and it's like, no, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, remind them about all the people they met and they got to talk to when they were on the hours exercise. Yeah. I mean, me and another town councillor were just saying the other day, it's amazing. The people we've met in these last three or four weeks just standing outside the supermarket waiting to get in. Yeah. People look at you when you're walking down the street instead of walking with the red down. It'll be a learning curve trying to get people to stick to it, but see how it goes. Lastly, do you have any <clears throat> advice for our listeners? Um... I would say keep in touch with everybody you can. Ring the ring them, talk to them. There are people out there who have no one to talk to and will love a phone call. And I would say it'll all be all right in the end because if it isn't, then it isn't the end. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> My advice: don't try and cut or colour your own hair. <laughs> <laughs> That is very sound advice. Yeah. Yes. They should all go and visit Yes, Pop-Tinton. everybody else is looking a mess. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking a mess too. <clears throat> Any last thoughts, Mawira? Um, I, this conversation has made me think of all of the, the elderly in our community who know that they are the most vulnerable and who are probably really afraid. And um, so maybe... 
if you've got a few minutes, give a call to your, you know, elderly neighbours or the ones down the road that you haven't connected with, and just reassure them that we're almost through this, that there's light at the end of the tunnel, and that that our whole community has banded together to keep them safe. Thank you very much, everyone, for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Blowing Bubbles, positive conversations with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world. We're brought to you by the Sustainable Lens team, which is brought to you by Otago Polytechnic. We broadcast on Otago Access Radio every weekday afternoon at 3 and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz. You can find us on Facebook as well. We've had contributions from Tahu McKenzie, Andy Thompson and Liesl Mitchell. I'm Samuel Mann in Sawyers Bay, Dunedin, with Mawera Karatai in Fakatani. We've been joined by Ruth and Dean Hodgson from Pocklington in East Riding of Yorkshire. We hope you enjoyed the show. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.